Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is entitled The Ski Trip. It was written by Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd, and it's from their collection of one-page scenarios available on their website, Reckoning of the Dead. Now, I should mention that I've changed the title to avoid spoilers, but you can see the original title in the credits at the end. I will be the game master, and since this is a one-shot, there will be only the one episode. And so, without further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. The Uncompagre National Forest is a beautiful, pristine area covering about 1,500 square miles. It ranges in elevation from 5,800 feet all the way up to 14,309 feet at Uncompagre Peak. Its name, Uncompagre, is derived from the Ute Indian word meaning rocks that bleed. It borders the San Juan Mountains to the south. The nearest city is Montrose, Colorado, 45 miles northwest. The date is February 9th, 1994. Five friends have traveled to this area to get away from their hectic lives. College friends who love the great outdoors and love to ski the wild places. Uncompagre is very sparsely populated, even in the summer, and it's considered far too harsh in winter for the snow bunnies of Denver. Gentlemen, you have driven all the way up to Log Hill Village and registered your permits with the Forestry Service. You are warned that avalanches are common and told point blank that should anything happen to you, the foresters would be happy to ship your remains back to your family sometime next summer, assuming they find any. Uh, they tell you that there is little risk of bears. However, should you encounter a bear, he will be very hungry. What you have ahead of you is a 10-hour hike up to a primitive climber's shelter. Then the following day, you hike up to Granger's Pass and make camp. And then you ski for three or four days. Enjoy. Here we go, guys. Everybody ready for this? Oh, yeah. I've been, been looking forward to this for weeks. It's great to see you all again. It feels like years since we've all been together. Yeah, it has hey. been, really, in most of these cases. Yeah, I don't see any of you guys as much as I want to. Nice did, we get away. did we establish who's carrying the shotguns? We have two. I'll carry one. I've got some shot. I, I I can use one of these guys. I do go skeet shooting in Florida on the holidays. Unless someone else wants one, whatever. It's all good. Since okay. I'm carrying the tent, I'm a little weighted down. Uh, like I know how to use one, but um, with the avalanche warnings, I'm hoping we don't have to use it. So oh, that's a very good point. Whoever wants to take it, take it. Like I said, unless there's a bear, I really don't think we're going to use it for anything anyway. So. so the weather is fairly clear. Uh, uh, you, as you leave the Uncompagre National Forest, uh, the trees diminish. Uh, the, the landscape slants up into the mountains. Uh, you get more chaparral and then mostly covered in snow. So you get lots of beautiful white uh, slopes heading up to the craggly mountains uh, ahead of you. Um, you're going to stick more or less to the, uh, the center area heading up 
Here, let me show you a map mm -hmm. of where you're going. Okay. So you're at Log Hill Village, and you are heading up uh, into the San Juan Mountains to Granger Pass, and then eventually down into a little valley uh, where you can ski to your heart's content. Nice. Stuff, good stuff. So is that, are we, we'd understand that's a pretty distinct trail, the red line, or is it uh, just the route we're taking through Wilderness. It's kind of just, you know how to get there, and uh, you may have consulted topographical maps, uh, but you're not that worried about it. You know how to get in and how to get out. We've been here before? Anybody skied here before? Possibly. Maybe. Personally, I haven't. This is a whole new experience for me. It's not really, once again, it's not a popular place at all. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm new to it as well. Are we going to be skiing that trail or are we hiking that trail? Um, probably both. You're probably going to have to do some cross-country skiing at the same time that you're going. But you are climbing. You are going up, upward. Uh, so hiking is probably better. You probably have snowshoes on. So how high, if we're... Starting at 5,400 uh, 5, feet, how high is the pass? The pass is 12,000 feet high. <laughs> in like words, thin air. How much is 12,000 feet in uh, meters? 12,000 feet is 3,657.6 meters. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Cthulhu has a, quite a feminine voice there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone guessed. That's his deception. <laughs> <laughs> and he has very good diction, too. It could also be a mask of Narothotep. You never know. <laughs> All right. So you hike along, and uh, the hours go by. And it's, uh, it's tiring, and it's exhausting. And um, you probably have a few rest breaks along the way. Uh, but you're really trying to get to that, that cab, that... Uh, that shelter. Um, if you guys would like to chit chat for a bit, that's cool. But we'll say for the most part, you guys are kind of quiet and you you're following single file going up. Um, anyway, we can do, we can jump ahead to the cabin, but, but go ahead and chit chat if you want. Um, so it's, are we going single file? Cause it's narrow. Not necessarily just because you tend to follow one after the other. Rangers. The Slinkin Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> how, how is uh, how's the snow? Is it have, have people preceded us, or is it pristine? It's pristine. Mm -hmm. So is it pretty deep? Are we like doing like big knee lifts to get up? Um, well, once again, you have on snowshoes, so uh, you're not sinking in too far. Good. And uh, uh, it's pretty much. You know that this area during the summer uh, is completely covered in, you know, chaparral bushes and, and twisted trees. They're all completely buried. Mm. So you probably got at least three or four feet of snow. So it's going to be a good slog then. Mm. And what are the current weather conditions? <clears throat> uh, looks, looks fine right now. There's some light clouds floating over, but uh, 
for the most part, the air is crisp and cold, and the air is uh, is got that sort of uh, sweet mountain air uh, you don't get in the city. Um, it is a little difficult to breathe. You are well over a mile high, and you are going even higher. So, but the first part of the journey is fairly easy going and and pleasant. What we expected, pretty much. Okay, nice. And the higher up you get, you start feeling like you're running out of breath a whole lot quicker. <laughs> Glad I quit smoking last year. <laughs> Good, you took my advice then. Yep. Yeah, I could never stand those things. And my dad smoked for years. It was always a mistake. If I couldn't have a cigar with a client once in a while, I'd be in trouble. Yeah, but, but it's once in a while. You're not yeah. a chain smoker. Right. And you're probably not inhaling them much. No, a little puff, a little spout spit. So as you are as you're traveling along, uh, the hours go by, and right around the 10th hour, uh, you sort of, uh, you, you kind of guess the landscape based on your research before you left, that you're in the right area. Um, the, the sun has, uh, caused some of the snow to start putting off, uh, vapors. So there's a light fog here and there in the, in the shadowy places. And as you're going along, you look up and you see this. Ah, there it is, boys. Huh. I was spitting a little bit more, but I guess I shouldn't have. <laughs> I don't think primitive has ever, has ever looked so good to me. <laughs> like Bob Ross could have painted that. What a beautiful picture. What a thing. <laughs> oh, happy little yes. tree. Yes, with a friendly little bush that's buried in the snow over there. <laughs> well, nice. what you can see is that it's basically four walls made out of wood and uh, tin roof. And oh, well. How much more than that? Four walls and a roof make a house, so. Any <laughs> port in a storm. Hopefully they have some place in there for like a campfire or something. Yeah, I was hoping there's a cast iron stove in there. You read my oh, mind. That'd be brilliant. Mm -hmm. Get some hot coffee on. All right. Absolutely. Well, you get up there, and uh, uh, the door is open. Um but it's it's got a kind of a primitive little latch. It's not really a, a lock. It's just to keep the door closed. Um, inside, it's uh, very primitive. It's just it's just a room. There's no furniture or anything like that. They they expect that you would have uh, sleeping bags, which you all do. Uh, and there is there is a uh, small uh, iron stove in the corner and a pile of wood. We do Hooray. I'd like you all to do constitution rolls. Constitution. Just scroll up where I can see. Uh oh six. Ooh damn. Uh eighty seven out of fifty. Okay. Fifty-eight out of fifty. Eighty-four out of seventy. 51 out of 55. If you oh. failed, oh, general, generally in my games, 
If you want to use luck to improve something, you can do that, but I only allow five points, no more. So no using 30 luck points. <laughs> that would just make you win the game. Um, you, said, you said five, Tom? Sorry. Yeah, five is my maximum for using. And you, you can't use it in combat, and you can't use it in sand. Correct. Um, I got an extreme on that, actually. Okay. If uh, I was more concerned if you failed. If you failed uh, until tomorrow morning after you've had some sleep, uh, you get a penalty die on everything because you're exhausted. Okay. Okay. So like I said, I've not been doing this as much as I should have. There's some wood in the corner, and uh, the room is, of course, icy cold. Greg, why don't you sit down and relax? I'll see if I can get a fire going. We'll put some coffee on and uh, get this party started. All right, sounds good to me. Ethan, do a spot hidden roll for me. Uh, Ten. Very good. Very good. Wow. You start gathering up some wood to put it into the fireplace, and you see three bottles of whiskey hiding behind the wood wood pile. Hey, guys! And I lift them up, I shake them in front of everybody. I think we got some uh, party supplies. We we uh, need to be easy on that stuff now. That stuff doesn't warm you up like they said in the past. It's warm in here. Makes you feel warm. And we've got walls now. Yeah, but you can catch hypothermia easier when you're intoxicated. Oh, sure. We'll, we'll be moderate. I'm you sure. can enjoy yourself better, too. Are the bottles oh, sealed sorry. or are they yeah. opened? Um, one of them looks like it's about half gone. The other two are sealed. Okay. Just want to make sure it is what it is. <laughs> are they a little bit slushy? Um, no, not at all. Good, good, have, good stuff. Hand them over to the guys and turn my attention back to getting the fire started so we can all warm up. Yeah, I'm just going to have some coffee, if anything. Yeah, I don't want to be doing this tomorrow with a hangover. Oof. Like I said, you will get hypothermia quicker, too. It thins your blood out. A little nip on her, but not much. I'm more. sorry, who, who has the guns? <laughs> <laughs> Please, you two, do not get drunk. Sean had the gun. And Jason, did you have the other gun? It, I wasn't sure if Jasper took it. If not, I have it then. Yeah, I th I thought Ethan was just taking it. So all right, so okay. I just set it in the corner by the door. Actually, okay, I'll do the same. Now, completely disregard that question. Who's drinking? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've had a rough few months, guys. It's yeah, uh, it's it's I, been I rough for me too. Well. But I'm if we're gonna do any drinking, it's gonna be towards the end of this trip. For me, just a little uh, to help you sleep. I'm good. I'm not. I'm, I'm just going to have a couple nips. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Doc, I'm leaving the hedge fund manager at home. You can leave the doctor at home, too. We're just old friends getting together in the clear mountain air. All right, fine, fine, fine. I'll have a couple of sips. There you go. Like maybe a single shot or something. Or a glass. Uh, what brand is this stuff? Um... Made. <laughs> Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Oh, bourbon. Nice. It's bourbon. If anybody would like a little uh, body temperature, high quality single malt scotch for the rot gut, I have a flask right here. 
<laughs> oh, I see you're already packing. Didn't even need to look through the firewood. <laughs> Can't always count on the, uh, the fireman. Okay, Scott, I'll bite. Which brand? Uh, it's just a Lafrague, but it's the 15-year Lafrague. That's a sweet one. That is nice. I've got that in the other room. Great choice. <laughs> so good. My Christmas present. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, at this point, there's really nothing else for you to do. Um, uh, it's it's late in the day, probably about, it's probably going on 7 o'clock. The sun's gone down behind the mountains. Uh, the light's gotten, it's gotten darker outside. The only light inside the cabin is from our headlamps. If you want to use them for that, yeah. Um, there is, well, let's say that you brought a, at least a lantern. Of One, some. yeah, sure. I brought uh, a few candles. I always have a few in my survival kit. And uh, so you've got, you've got the lantern hanging up, and you've got the light from the, coming out of the little grate in the front of the, the stove. Uh, now, the stove itself gets pretty damn hot. So you got to be careful not to actually bump into it because it'll literally, most of the clothes you're wearing are synthetic, at least in part, and uh, they will just melt if you touch them to the stove. Yeah, not a lot of uh, skiing gear and sleeping bags at this time of history, quote-unquote history, being 1994, weren't flame retardant. No, they still were, but they'll, they'll still melt like it's plastic. Yeah they'll melt get into the stuff that's in the middle and melt that and then get to you. Um, so sleeping arrangements, there's not a lot of room in here, but there's enough room. There's enough room where you could probably fit eight or nine people laying on the floor side by side. So you don't have to like sleep next to each other or anything. You can sp spread out, but let's say that, uh, Basically, you've got a door and a window on one side, and the rest of it is just solid walls all the way around. So who's, who's next to the door? Who's next to the wall? <laughs> I was going to grab a spot in the corner away from the window and wall. And it's, it's yeah, so I'm, definitely, I'm definitely not going to be near the door or the window where there's wind blowing. I'll be by the window. Yeah, I don't mind that side either. I've got a, a pretty high-rated uh, sleeping bag, and it's also totally synthetic, so away from the stove is good. Okay. But I could sleep in negative 20 degrees in this thing in a tent. Okay, cool. I'm probably wherever there's space, then not too concerned. Okay. I'll take by the door if, there's no, if that's the only place to go. So, right about, you, you guys chit-chat for a little while, and um, those of you who drank uh, to excess have, are probably drifting off to sleep. Um, right about nine, nine or ten o'clock in the evening, the wind outside starts to howl. And it becomes apparent after, after a little while that a storm has come up outside. And uh, if you glance out the window, shine a little light out the window, it's a full-blown blizzard at this point. Um, the snow is coming down like crazy. Uh, the, the, the wind is, is howling and howling outside. Um, 
those of you who are still awake, go ahead and do a, a listen roll. I'm out. I found 71. 11 out of 40. Okay. Fred, you're laying there, and it's a little tricky getting to sleep with uh, the howling wind outside, and it's, it's just gotten louder. Uh, you can feel probably gusts of cold air coming from under the door. And then all of a sudden, you hear a rather rhythmic sound. There is something coming towards the cabin that's making crunching noises in the snow. Thud, thud, thud. Something is heading towards the cabin. Uh, something big and heavy. You can, you can actually feel uh, that the, the you're, you're dead sure that there's something outside. And as you're looking, it's, it's lighter inside than it is outside. So it's hard to see anything, but you're pretty sure something just passed by the window, something big and hairy and shaped like a blob of some sort. Just a big, hairy thing. And it's heading towards the door. It'll be there in just a second. Do you want to do anything? Um, I'm grabbing hold of the nearest guy to me, at least grabbing his sleeping bag, shaking it and saying, there's something out there. Wake up, wake up. What are you, what are you talking about? There's something that's coming. It's, it, I'm, I hear it, and I saw it. It's coming to the door. If it's you're awake, you can, in a big fur coat or something. If you're awake and you can, and you're and you're now trying to hear, yes, you can hear that there's something on the something approaching. And the simple latch. There's one on the inside and the outside. It's just to keep it like. It's just to keep around. the door on the outside. There's probably like a. You know, it's probably like a wooden thing that you turn on the outside and it opens the thing on the inside. Mm -hmm. Nothing that would survive a good kick. Oh, no, no. The, the whole shelter break. couldn't survive a good kick. <laughs> I wonder if it's just one of the rangers up here. Maybe he saw the, the lights from the, from, from the distance and he's checking so it out. He's making some loud footsteps, but... He, I, I guess maybe he was tall bastard realize too that it is howling wind and snow and everything outside yeah, I'm look out the window. okay well if you're going to get up by the time you get up as you start to stand uh, you see the latch on the door lift up and the door bursts open and standing in the door is this mound of hair and fur, and you're pretty sure there's a there's a, there's a bear. Uh, this this you can see the fangs and everything. And just as you think that, you hear this voice say, "What the devil?" Ice cream. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do, a sanity, do a sanity roll. Sanity roll. Here we go. Uh, you see now this is woken up by now to have to roll this? Yeah. Oh, uh, all, all the screaming. Out of 60, I failed. Oh, God. I got a 98. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, 
Well, let's say that, uh, that those of you who fail take one point of damage, and you probably scream like little girls. Ah! And uh, you're one uh, point of sanity. What's that? Oh, but sanity. Sorry. Okay. Uh, and uh, Jasper, uh, you find yourself grabbing for the shotgun. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't get it. Thank goodness. But you're you're, <laughs> you're, you're you're like groping around to try to get the shotgun. Yeah, because um, I was asleep and I woke up to this. So. And what's standing in the doorway with the freezing cold wind blasting in and all that is a huge mountain man dressed all in furs. He actually has a bear's head as as his hat, which uh, <laughs> bear fur all over him. I like your hat. And he's like, <laughs> I like, hate what your the hat. Devil? What the devil are you people doing up here? And he steps inside and he shakes and snow falls all over the ground from because he's completely covered in snow. And he, he closes the door behind him and he's like, uh, he's like, snow bunnies, what the hell are you doing up here this time of year? Dude, we're here skiing. What the hell are you doing here? Yeah. And he, he, just, he just sort of ignores you, and he goes over to the stove and pulls off his big, gigantic, heavy gloves and starts warming his hands. And he says, you people got no sense coming up here this time of year. Where uh, are you coming from? that you're joining us in a blizzard, my good man. Well, me, I live up here. And you say we don't have any sense. I've lived up here for 35 years. Well. Well, good for you. Name is Carl Olson. Well, I'm glad you come in and warm up for a minute, Carl. Since you're making yourself at home, there should be some coffee left on the stove. Help yourself to it. Coffee? Holy yeah. crap, I haven't had coffee in a long time. So he uh, sort of just sort of starts making himself at home. Now, about this time, I'd like you all to do, we're going to call it a spot hidden. It's not actually a spot hidden, but go ahead and do it. 52. Uh, 56 out of 55. 29. I passed. 29. 49 out of 60. Okay, those of you who passed... Uh, it wasn't actually a spot hidden. It was a smell of it. A, a, a smell <laughs> hidden. Uh, yeah, he hasn't bathed in a long time. Oh. And uh, now that he's yeah. warming up, that smell's becoming kind of ripe. Nobody light a match. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, he, starts, he starts taking off all of this heavy stuff. And he's a surprisingly small, thin man. Well, he's not small. He's still big, and he's got muscles, but he's not as—he's not this wide. He's a little lot thinner than that. He says, "So, uh, what are you folks doing up here this time of year?" Like, like I said, we were going for a skiing trip. Skiing trip. Hmm. Yeah. <coughs> you got to be careful in these mountains there. They're strange places in the in the winter. Really? Like uh, how so? Like bears or something? Uh, no bears this time of year. No, not likely. Mountain man. He says there's all sorts of crazy shit about these mountains up here. What made you choose coming up here? This is a really wild place. It hasn't been. 
heavily used for since the 1940s, maybe. Just seemed like a good spot. I mean, new snow. We just happened upon it. Well, you guys be careful. I mean, we have avalanches and everything else up here. Says, you know, uh, along about, uh, oh, I'd say somewhere in the 1920s, they built an old lodge up here, big old place called uh, Club Oaks. And it was uh, owned by gangsters. You know, uh, this was kind of a secluded place where they could come up here and hobnob with the rich and famous and the movie stars and stuff like that big old place burned down in the 1960s uh but it was uh owned and operated by a by a gangster named tito tito mckeon and uh he uh uh he got into some pretty shady stuff and uh so the story goes is that uh he used to walk around you know in his fancy italian suits and big old diamond on his uh, little pinky and uh, made a lot of money. But one day, uh, I guess he pissed off the the, the mafia and uh, he disappeared. Uh, there was nobody ever found and nobody ever knew what happened to him and they took over his operation. Nobody knows where where that guy is. Nobody knows whatever happened to him except me. Except you. Surely he'd be dead by now. Oh, he's dead. He's long since dead. So if you know what happened to him, what did happen to him? Well, you see, one of the reasons why they built the Club Oaks up here is uh, natural mineral springs. Uh, in the in hills around here, there are natural mineral springs. They kind of red looking uh, water comes out uh that's where the american indians get the name for the place uh but they believed that it had all kinds of curative properties and they uh they found some of these locations near the club oaks and and they put in cabanas they uh they tiled them they made them into kind of like steam rooms you go in there and the natural water and the the steam from the heat because they were hot springs, you understand. And people would sit up there and do that. Well, that of course all went to, to hell after the, the building burnt down and the popularity of the place. But you know, I live up here and I've explored most of these hills and mountains, seen a lot of strange things. And one day I, was exploring around and I came upon one of these cabanas built into the side of the hill. And uh, it was all overgrown with plant plants and stuff in front of it, but I knew what it was. And I thought, you know, I'm going to take a look inside. There were actually six of them, by the way. This one that I found, though, was kind of hiding from the other ones. And I went inside and it was all tiled like you'd expect, although by this time it was completely overgrown with uh, mineral deposits and 
it was all icy and snowy on the inside it was in the front of it and I walked around inside explored I could see where the people sat and where they put their towels and where the hobnobs all hobnobbed and there was this one wall and it had bricks and I'm like that just doesn't look right that doesn't look like what you'd expect to find in here with all these tiles so I pulled out my hunting knife and I started scraping away at the mortar and you know with all this time passing by and all the minerals and stuff like that it had sort of etched away a lot of the mortar so it came out really easy and within about 20 minutes I had removed a whole section of the bricks and I walked inside and it was a tiled area and it went back and as I came around the corner there on the ground was this skeleton and it was all completely covered in crystals of of uh, mineral deposits and I looked down and sure enough there were the ragged remains of an old Italian suit with a nice and I looked down and sure enough on the pinky finger of this skeleton was this big old diamond and I thought holy crap I have found Tito McKeon I've actually found him and I reached down and I broke off his little finger because the mineral deposits had made it so that his skeleton was still all articulated broke off his little finger and I picked up that diamond and I looked at it and I shine my shine my light on it and it was sparkly and then I looked down at the skeleton and it had moved. The, the skull wasn't slumped over any longer. It was looking right up into my face. And as I looked at it, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And the skeleton rose up onto its, onto its feet. And I backed up and I got pinned against the wall. And it started shuffling towards me and it reached out. And it grabbed my hand, and it grabbed my little finger, and it said, This little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home. <laughs> you know, like a bunch of little girls. And he laughs and just starts chuckling to himself. That's a good story, Carl. Uh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. have. And you all bought into it like I was telling you something important. You had us going for a minute, I think, but uh, yeah, it was a good story. Do you live alone up here, Carl? Yeah, pretty much. Thirty-five years. For a long time, yeah. Do you get into town to socialize at all? Not much. I occasionally go into Montrose to get some supplies. When was the last time you had some whiskey? Yeah, whiskey? I haven't had whiskey in a long time. Carl, we have whiskey. Holy crap. So he drinks some of that with you. And you guys laugh for a while, and eventually, with the storm raging outside, you all eventually fall asleep. You're all exhausted. You're all tired. Uh... That night, um, unless you guys want to talk, 
Well, I'm just wondering if we have to roll who has to sleep beside Smelly Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we draw straws. That's a good. Yeah. Question. How about you all? We'll call it a dexterity roll. You can all do dexterity, and whoever gets the worst roll has to sleep next to Smelly Carl. Come on, dice! Don't fail me now. Oh, so oh God. Six Six zero. Zero. 54. 86. I got an 80. Looks like it's me. <laughs> I, I got oh, an 86. Whoa. <laughs> All right. So Fred's closest to uh, Carl. Enjoy. Uh, I just wanted to ask Carl where he stays. Does he have a cabin or where does he actually live in this area? And how far yeah, is I got a I got a cabin, but it's about uh, five miles from here. And it's not in the direction that you guys go or heading. He says, I just got caught. I didn't expect to, I didn't expect to get caught in the storm. So I, I knew this place was here and I just headed for it. All right. And poor Carl, Carl snores like a bear. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, it's the, it, the it, guy it, who's it, exhausted now has to. <laughs> yeah. It shakes, it shakes the whole cabin. And those of you who are drinking, you're a little more drunk than you were yesterday and uh, or, or than you were earlier. Uh, but Carl's nice enough, and uh, he's got a lot of stories, and he likes bullshitting. Uh, he thinks that it's hilarious that you guys, you just, you're a bunch of, bunch of pansy-ass little girls getting all scared. And he says, uh, believe me, the... You ain't got to worry about skeletons uh, coming after you. You got to worry about the winter here. So this winter up here will kill you as quickly as anything else. But See, you guys, I can buy that. You guys seem like you know what you're doing. So the next morning comes, and uh, you guys are all pleasantly surprised that uh, there is sunlight coming through the window. Although the snow is piled up against the shelter, uh, you manage to force open the door. Actually, Carl does rather rather easily. Um, and uh, he says, you know, he says, you guys are okay. You guys be careful out there. This, this place can be very harsh in the winter, very weird, very strange. So don't get yourselves lost. We'll come crying to you yeah. if we see any skeletons. And uh, <laughs> and uh, all right, I will uh, see you again sometime. And he gathers up his stuff and he climbs up out into the snow and trudges away in the other direction. But there's no more storm. The, the, the sky is blue. Uh, there's now another foot and a half, two feet of snow on, on the ground. So you literally have to almost climb up out of the cat out of the the shelter. Um, nice. Now you guys are gonna have to head up to uh, Granger Pass. Uh, this is a lot more climbing. So I would like you all to do a climb roll. Here's hoping. I failed. 23 out of 50. Yeah, 77 out of uh, 60. So I failed. 95. 
Mm. I used to, I used to one. I'd like to use a luck, please. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and I have a normal success. All right. So as you're climbing, uh, it's it's pretty treacherous. There's a lot of a lot of snow, but there's also you come to areas where there's a lot of rock that you have to climb around and climb through and climb over. Um, those of you who failed. Uh, you end up hurting yourselves a little bit. 1d2 damage. Uh, a tree, you trip on a rock, you twist your ankle a little bit. Um, nothing serious, but uh, not, not, not particularly pleasant. I took one point of damage. Maybe I fell a bust on my butt or something. Okay. Um, right about noon... Uh, you you start to come up to the top of the pass, and you are treated to a spectacular view of the San Juan Mountains, and uh, a little bit to the northeast, you can see Uncompagre Peak, the highest point, uh, 14,000 feet up. It's very, very jagged and rough, and uh, sort of pierces the sky. And you guys are heading more or less in that direction. Um, you've got another few hours before uh, you have to pitch camp. But there's some awfully good skiing in this area. If you, you could, might be able to get a couple of hours in. This is the real thing, boys. What do you say we... Uh... Uh, continue our journey after yeah. a few refreshing swings on some slopes nearby. I'm all for it. All right. Yeah. I uh, I got a little bang, banged up back there, but uh, I think I could still manage to get some skiing, and that's why we're here, right? Man, yeah. just watch your ankle. Yeah, I'll live. Tell us if you need to slow down. Yeah. Okay. So from this point, what you do basically is you, uh, uh, you, you'll hike yourself up to the top of a, a hill, and then you'll ski back down into the valley, and then do that again a couple times. And you manage to get that done, oh, two or three times. Um, and uh, the, the fourth time, uh, you've climbed back up to the top of a hill, and you're kind of deciding that that's the direction you want to go. You want to set, set camp somewhere over there. But just as you're, as, you're, as you're skiing down the hill and getting down to the bottom, uh, you can see that a whole uh, bank of clouds has moved in, and uh, it's black in the distance. So uh, another storm is heading in. Oh, look at that, guys. We just happened to pick the right time, haven't we? <laughs> well, how much time we got? Can we estimate, one of us? Um, not much time. And there's no area nearby that would make a good <sighs> campsite. Um, within 10 minutes, uh, it starts snowing. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty strong breeze coming in. Uh, you know where you want to go, so you start hiking in that direction, but very quickly, uh, the storm really sort of picks up. There's not as much snow, 
but all of a sudden there's cracks of lightning which is kind of unusual this time during the during the cold of the winter but you get a couple cracks of lightning and uh i'd like you all to do spot hiddens once again okay Oh, I missed it by three points. So I'll, uh, use, luck. I'll use luck there. I missed by one, so I'm going to use luck with it. Well, you don't. You don't have to use luck because oh. the other ones will point it out to you. But yeah, those I'll are normal success. Thirty-nine out of forty-five. Okay, those of you who passed, you start to notice something very strange. You notice on the 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 tips of the trees and the and some of the rocks. There's like purplish light that's playing around and you're pretty sure that it's like St. Elmo's fire, which means the air is just filled with electricity at this point. And uh, you realize you you can actually feel the hair on the back of your necks start to stand up, which is not a good sign. Yeah, I Um, think we need to find some low ground, guys. Yes. This seems dangerous. I definitely would not recommend being here much longer. Yeah. Let's get uh, away from there, yeah, what is there in terms of trees around? There are trees around you. Uh, is there anything like a thicket of trees, or are they like individual trees? Uh, no, there's 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 thickets of trees. Yeah. I mean, I I think that getting in getting in around something higher than us might not be a bad idea, even though they say to avoid trees and thunderstorms. Okay. Um, now you you even start to notice that some of the metal that you're carrying, even that like the tip of your your shotgun, has little oh. purple, you know, sparkles shooting off of it. Can um, I really survival to know about if I know if this is a natural thing or? or yeah, like I mean, if it's a thunderstorm, it it could easily cause this. Saint almost fire is well documented as normal. Um, and usually you want to you want to get yes to lower lower area, um, but you're heading you're heading towards the trees. Um, just about the time you're getting to the trees, there's a huge report of lightning, a thunderclap as a bolt of lightning comes down and strikes one of the trees right in front of you. Everybody, do a dodge. Oh, yeah. Oh, three. I failed. I barely passed with the 21 out of 25. Okay. Extreme success. Oh, three. Okay. I failed pretty bad. If you, if you had a really good success, you're probably standing in the back of the others. When the lightning hits the tree, the tree explodes, and shrapnel from the tree comes flying out. Those of you who failed... One D four damage. Man, two. Okay. Oh, I took four. Damn, that's not good. Guess you were in front. Guess so. (laughs) Yeah. So some of you are injured and. I'm probably bleeding. Uh, so is that is it like splinters of wood? Is it flaming embers? Is it well for for those? What usually happens if lightning strikes a tree, the the sap inside of it is instantly vaporized, and the pressure blows the tree up. 
there's usually not much fire. There's probably a little fire at where the tree got hit. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just big chunks of wood. Okay. Uh, if, uh, if Jasper took four points of damage, he probably got hit by a log. Yeah. Flying out. Yeah, he took a whole face full of a piece of the tree. Right. Yeah, so I'm probably out of commission for a little bit. Uh, right about that time, uh, it starts snowing like crazy. Your, your blizzard conditions come up really quickly, and you're out in the open. I, I want to get down and see if Jasper's all right. I'm sure he's knocked to the ground. <clears throat> I'm yeah, getting I mean, to him as quickly as I can. Okay, I took two points, too. And it, was it just the two of us that got injured? I got hit, too. So three. I took two points. All right. Right. I'm going to go to each person just to see who's the worst and see if I can do anything to help them. Okay. Well, Jasper seems to be the worst, although he's not knocked out. He's just in a lot of pain and uh, probably uh, bludgeoned and, and, and bloody. How, how many hours uh, away are we from the shelter we stayed in last night? It's probably five or six hours back. Right. So even though it's downhill, it's too far away to be helpful. Right. I, I just need to see if I can bandage Jasper up as soon as I can. Pull out my first aid kit and start to bandage him up some. Well, it's difficult to do because the wind is blowing and there's snow and everything else. It's... Yeah, I think we need to get this tent up, maybe in a hollow in the trees. Hmm. Um, take down into the snow for a shelter or something. Now, the particular valley that you're in, um, it's it's very it, it's very uh, you know sloped like this. You've been sliding down the sides, doing your thing, um, and it's fairly fairly wide going back down to where you guys came from. Uh, do a spot hit. Well, those of you who aren't injured, do a spot hit. No, 93. 11 out of 50. I'm focused on the guys. Okay. Fred, you're attempting to help Jasper. Uh, Ethan, you're, you're helping, so you're not, you're not paying attention to anything. But Jasper, I mean, but Fred, as you're, as you're there and you're, you're looking around, see if there's a place you can put up the tent, um, you notice something. There's, there's a place where there's no trees. There's a rock face going up up the mountainside and all that and sticking up out of the snow um it it looks like a right angle like there's a piece of metal or something there against the against the rock face looks almost like the top corner of a door but a big door like a big metal door We need shelter. If it's a door, it's got to be to something, maybe. Ethan. Yes. I see something that looks kind of like a door. We need to get everybody in there. Should one of us go up and scout it out and then bring the injured over there? or do you Well, just you're not 100% that's what it is, but if if that is what it is, it'll take a little bit of digging to get it to, get it to where you can open it. But... Um, is one of you going to go over and look at it? I'm going to. Okay. As you go over there, the closer you get, the more you realize this looks like a door. And it's not just, it's not like in a fantasy where it's just a magical door in the middle of a rock. It looks like there's some sort of a facility here that's buried in the snow, or at least part of it. 
um, that's been built into the side of this mountain. Um, you can see other angles where there was definitely something here. Uh, and this is part of the door and the door is open. It's, I mean, it's, it's open about that much. Um, so maybe you'll, I can, like, you'll still have, well, you'll still have to, you'll still have to dig out in front of it to get it to open. But Does anybody have a shovel in their packs? Just a small spade or something? Well, you would have a spade because you have to bury your own poop. But ah, So I'll start using that to try and get as much snow out of the way as quickly as I can to get the door open. Uh, there's, there's definitely something here. This, uh, it looks like it's something that's been built into the side of this hill. And it's bigger than just a door. Uh, but you know you're not going to unbury the whole side of the mountain. Um, all right. So after about well, what are you guys, you guys going to do for the? It's going to take him about ten minutes or so to. Clear. I was going to be checking on Lance and Scott to make sure they're okay while he was going to investigate the door. Okay. Um, they seem to be doing okay. If you want to perform like uh, first aid on them. Two, two rolls, one each? Uh, just do a one. Twelve. Okay. Um, you guys can take one hit point back. I mean, you can get one hit point back. Um, he manages to bundle you up and, and cover you up and get you stabilized. Nice Thanks, work, Ethan. I feel better. I did what I can. I'm not too good at it, but at least, you know, I'm a school teacher. These kids scrape their knees or, you know, get into fist fights and stuff, so... You gotta know something. You can you can feel the air is crackling once again with electricity, and that any second there's going to be another lightning strike. Um, you should get by the same tree. Uh, yeah, well, that most of that tree's gone, so it's it's not a high point at all, all anymore. Um, he turns his head. There's another tree. Ah, oh. you can see you can see Doctor Fred is digging out uh, the door, and he's pretty much got it mostly out. At least he's got it enough to where he can open it enough to where you guys could slip inside. Well, let's head over there, guys. It looks a little better than being under these trees, and I need to get some. I need to get in shelter, and he does too. He's even worse than me. Let's go, Doctor Fred. You can see that it's definitely an underground facility of some sort built into the into the side. It's it's pitch black inside, yeah. But you can see just just from the light coming through the crack that there's a floor and there's walls so i don't understand Did somebody put a door on a cave or are we in some secret government facility i think this <laughs> is all man-made uh, it's better than the storm yeah i'm definitely getting you guys out of being in thunder snow exploding pine trees right. uh do uh everybody do a dex roll me too. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Okay. So you're each going to have to climb in through this, this door. Seven, 73 out of 50 for me. Okay, yeah. 58 yeah. out of 70. So I made that one. Hard 30, 31 out of 70. Uh, Dr. Fred, you're the first one to go inside. And uh, you can see that you are in a corridor. You're, you're right at the end of a corridor that stretches back into the darkness. 
Um, it's about 20 feet wide and it's about 10 feet high. Um, there's machinery on the walls, looks like electrical conduits and things like that. But you take two steps inside and the floor has got a coating of ice on it and yeah. you go down hard. So, uh, 1d2 for damage. Uh, those of you who follow behind him, uh, if you, if you failed, you're also going to slip. Uh, the rest of you notice him slip and you guys are a little more careful. Took one point of damage from that. Um, so you're, you're standing here. Of course, it's freezing cold. Uh, there is ice on the floor, uh, but the ice doesn't extend in very far, maybe 10 feet. Um, but you can't see much farther beyond that. You you can see that's definitely a facility. There's things in here, but it's been abandoned. What are the walls made out of? Is it metal or is it wood? Um, the door the door area is wet. Uh, you're pretty sure that it's probably you know like it's it's been built almost like plaster, like you're inside of a a building. Um, if there's and there's probably rock behind it. Like drywall, it's, probably. Right. It's been made to look like a, a regular place you would work. Um, from the equipment and from the stuff like that, just inside the door, uh, you would say that it's probably, oh, a few decades old. Um, do any of you have mechanical? Mm, let me see. Um, Base. Yeah, just the base, Mechan mechanical repair. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. that base as well. It's 20, I have 25%. Okay. That's well, Ethan, why don't you go ahead and roll for that? 60. Mm. You're pretty sure that with a little time, you might be able to figure out how to turn on at least some power, um, right. some light. Um, but I it, the guys, if I mess with this for a little bit, we might actually be able to get some power in here. I can't promise anything, but you never know. You're not dead sure that it's hooked up anywhere outside to anything, but well, if you, can, if you can get light in here, it's better than us wasting our flashlight batteries in here. Yeah, let's get that lantern lit too and take a look yeah, around. Let's, let's set up a little, drop all our heavy stuff and take a look around. Yeah. Still, I suggest caution. We have no idea what this is. Make sure That's a bear didn't make this as well. Here and there on the walls, especially near the door, you see combinations of numbers and letters, like uh, like maybe the name of the facility, but the name is, you know, I I didn't write it down, but it's like maybe XB193245 or something like that. It looks military. It's just got a funny military sort of vibe to it. But it's in a national park. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a weather station of some kind? I mean, why, I mean, would, why would... A weather station? place where it's going to get completely buried in snow? There's a lot of weather around here. Do, <laughs> do any of you have natural world? Yes, I do. Okay. What's your yeah. name for that? 25. I have a 60 in it. Uh, let me roll. Hold on. I've got 25 if he doesn't make it. I got exactly 60. Okay, that's a pass. Nice. Um, you know that caves, 
because especially caves that have a huge underground uh, thing uh, have a natural breeze. They, they breathe. This facility is breathing. It's definitely big. I'll relay that information to the rest of the guys. I mean, even if it's all man-made, it's still big because you can feel the breeze coming from deeper inside. It doesn't feel like air conditioning. It just feels like a natural. And I know it's cold, but does it smell like decay or does it just smell cold? It doesn't smell like anything. Yeah, it smells completely. And there's, there's things on it. You know, there's junk and there's dirt and there's leaves and there's frozen in the ice mostly. So that door has been open for a while. Hmm. Gentlemen, this is a weird, weird place. Agreed. But it's shelter. Yeah. Well, frankly, I'm not up for really doing much hiking at the moment. No, you need to rest. So you're, you're only about 10 feet in. If you want to explore further, that's, that's up to you. That's what I was just going to say. Guys, I have a, you know, this place seems like it goes in very deep. Don't wander on your own. Like, we don't know what's here. Maybe bears are in here, maybe it's home. Or I'm just saying, do what you want, but like, I think it goes really deep. I explain about how it breathes. Well, in that case, we're going to need to use the buddy system if we explore any of this. Also, is this corridor wide enough to set up our tent? Um, possibly, yeah. It's like 20 feet wide. Oh. About 10 feet high. Do we want to make a little base camp here and then go wandering? Yeah, good idea. Yeah, that'd be a good idea, actually. I would love some coffee, too. As you, as you look at the actual the door that you came through, you can see that it's a small door next to a bigger door. They could actually have opened up this thing and maybe even driven mm. deep into it or, or something. It's a big... What the hell is this place? Maybe some sort of a mining company or something? No, the way you described the name tag thing sounded like more military. Yeah, that could be creepy. Well, if you if any of you have knowledge of mining, which I don't think you do, maybe this is how they designate things in mining. I don't know. But um so you're gonna set up camp right here inside the door? Yeah, I'd like you to get a little coffee on a propane stove. Remember you still got wind coming in from the, the crack. You've got ice on the floor. Sure. Let's get that lantern lit, like I said, and go a little ways in. Okay. Go a little ways in, find somewhere better to put up the tent other than someplace that has a constant cold breeze. Yeah, maybe no ice under our bottoms. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little air coming in might be good for some ventilation. Who knows the stale air in here, if, if it has any chemicals or anything in it, too. Mm, that's true. I don't completely. Especially if we're going to have the, the, the lantern going. Right. right. As, you, as you, you light your lantern, and you move... Uh, you move away from the door. You move away from the ice. Um, it's it's dusty, but it's relatively clean. Um, about 30 feet in, you realize that uh, uh, you can see that the facility goes, f- the, the, the corridor goes farther in, and that there are quite a few doors and double doors and things like that farther on. But there is a door directly on your left-hand side uh, that's about halfway open. And uh, there is a window 
um, but kind of like an what you I guess what you'd call like an inter office window. Uh, you'd be able to see inside, and you you can see inside that there is a a desk and a typewriter, and there's some filing cabinets and things like that. Is the typewriter electric? Yeah, no. I was gonna guess it. Okay, it's it's a manual typewriter. Mm-hmm. Are the cabinets metal or wood? Uh, cabinets are metal. Desks are metal. Now you're you're still outside, but yes, okay. the the desks are metal. So we're talking age older than the '90s for sure. Like we're talking '60s. As I say, you're still outside. So well, let's. Is there a door that leads into that? Yes, door? yes, and it's it's half open. How's the floor here? Uh, the floor is like, um, maybe linoleum. And it's not icy. Well, no, not this far in. All right. It's cold, but it's not. Sure. It's not icy frozen. Good. We don't want anybody tripping and messing themselves up more. Yeah. Like you. Uh, yeah, like me. <laughs> <laughs> One time. Go on. <laughs> I know. I got hit by a blown up tree. <laughs> I walk back to my pack and get my ski pole. You know, one of the ski, just so I can, like, use it as an instrument in case that's just a to have it in my hand yeah all right i'll do the same um, like that. all right um so you're standing outside this room and you can see that it's some sort of an office uh yeah i want to i want to uh put my pack down and see what's in this filing cabinets okay as you step into the room it becomes almost immediately apparent that uh, because of there's posters on the wall, this is World War II. All the decor, things around the room, the American flag in the corner, uh, which is kind of, it's, it's a little ratty, but it's, it's not, not completely deteriorated. Um, 48 stars? Yeah, yeah, that's World War Two, sure. If any of you have American history, or if you have history, I have history. Yeah, so I have history as well. Yeah, I think I think we would have a sense though, without specializing in history, probably that it's failed history apparently. (laughs) Especially if you see that poster of "I want you." Yeah, right. Or what's the Let's, let's nuke the Japs. <laughs> well, <laughs> Probably not that, but... It's most, it's most definitely World War II. Um, those of you who, who passed your history, you've heard that there might be facilities up in the mountains. You know that Cheyenne Mountain isn't that far away. That Mount Hood. That, is it Mount Hood? No, White Mountain. No? What's that name of that place? You know, Carrie. the one that... Area 51. No, that's, ET, that's, that's, got the big door. I, I'm just kidding. That's, that's, isn't that Cheyenne Mountain? Could be. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. You know that there are underground facilities in the mountains, although this, this must be. I mean, it just must be. This All is right. definitely a huge discovery, guys. So, Scott, you wanted to go over to the filing cabinets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the filing cabinets are unlocked, and they are almost completely empty. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the few things you find in look like blank forms for supply requisitions and things like that. Um, nothing useful. Nothing, nothing that gives you any information, but uh, it gives you the impression that they definitely took their stuff and left um, whatever was important and just left the rest behind. So what do you guys think? Did they, uh, did the government leave this place and forget about it? Did they think that they locked the door? I mean, it's crazy. This typewriter, by the way, will make it, will fetch some money on, uh, at a, at a uh, garage sale. Definitely. But they left the front door open. That means they probably left in a hurry. I would think. Yeah. But they've had time to come back 40 odd years. A lot can happen in 40 years. Maybe that mountain man, you know, even opened it up, found nothing in here, no blues, and left. But did they want to come back or think that it was safe to come back? Hmm. It's a hell of a lot safer than the valley outside. Yeah, we're definitely not stepping out in there until the storm passes at least. Uh, are there any switches I can try on the wall? Yes. Any flip, flip? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Fair enough. What do you say we set the tent up now, have a little lunch, and then uh, see what there is in this place? Yeah, do we even need to set the tent up? I mean, we're indoors. We could just set up the, the sleeping bags and stuff. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Use the desk to put the propane cooker on and uh, get something warm in our system. Right. Besides, those of you that took hits probably need to rest. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a little rest. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, it takes you all of 15 minutes to uh, get all your stuff situated. You figure out where you're going to do. Are you guys going to use the office, or are you going to go further in? Or I like the office. If there's room for us all, it's got a door. I think so. You can always push the 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 desk over against the wall and that'll give you plenty of floor space. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like it here. It's cozy. Yeah. Make a base of operations here. At least it's close to the door if we need to, to leave. Right. Um, it takes you 15 minutes to set up how you're going to do. And, uh, and then, you know, you, you may, you see, you put on some coffee. Um, uh, got to be careful you're inside of a building so you don't want to cause yourself uh, carbon monoxide poisoning well that's yeah um but you 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 turn on the stove for long enough to to heat up the the coffee and uh you guys are warm enough in your clothes now that the, there's no wind blowing you're okay um and uh maybe you have something to eat you eat some of your, yeah. your rations and then you how have, well could we hear the storm outside from this far end um, barely. Okay. So it's well, hard to keep track of the weather, but you can, you can hear it sort of howling in the distance, but, um, and of course, you know, your breath is coming out in, uh, I wanted to go through the desks to see if there's anything left in any of the drawers or. Okay. Um, not much. A couple of pencils. Um, it, it definitely looks like they cleared out. Of course, there's a whole facility ahead of you that's got 
other stuff in it. Um, so like I say, after 15 minutes, you're pretty much situated. Uh, you've had some coffee. Uh, now what would you like to do? Let's wander, guys. Yeah, let's go exploring. This, I mean, when we were kids, this was what we wanted. We wanted a closed military base to ha- to poke around, and this is a, this is like exploration, you know. Let's I pretend we're sixteen. If Jasper's feeling up to it, then I'm okay with going. I He's mean, one of I, the hardest hit out there. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm up for going with you guys, but I'll be okay by myself. I think. I mean, I feel all right. Yeah, I'll stick with you then. If you start feeling like you're about to fall asleep, don't. Oh. Now that you've had some food and some coffee, Jasper, you feel a lot better. Okay. You know, it's just scrapes and it's scrapes and and mostly. Okay. Is anyone glad first aid? I'm sorry, Lance. Oh, so is anyone? Is anyone uh, given some first aid? I mean, I got some first aid, but I don't know that Jasper did. Yeah, he he first aided all of you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like I'll I see, look. it turns out that it's mostly just bruises and, and scrapes. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. The uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, however we want to do it. I'll just. In fact, on. I'll even let you take another hit point back. So that oh, thank you. Not as bad. Coffee of cure light wounds. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you start moving into this facility, and. Uh, there's lots of offices. Um, I don't think that you're going to get lost or anything because it's pretty obvious, you know, this corridor, that corridor. Um, it's not like a labyrinth or anything like that. Um, there's very little in the way of signage, it seems. Uh, well, there's, there's, you know, signage, uh, but it's mostly it's coded with numbers. Um, uh, finally, you find a, you find at least one office that's got some paperwork that's uh, that's looking at it. And as you look over this paperwork, um, I'm going to say go for an idea roll. Let's say uh, whoever's looking over the paper. Maybe you're all looking at some of the paperwork. See if you can find something. An idea roll. I got 44 out of 70. O2. Oh, two. Ooh, nice. nice. 38. Okay, we'll go for the O2. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you start to notice that you keep seeing references to something called Project Boreas. B O R. E-A-S. Um, and you get the strong impression that this is a scientific scientific station of some sort. Um, it seems definitely that they were working on something that had to do with the weather. So the weather station idea is not, not really that far off. You see, you see equipment that's designed for measuring the weather and stuff like that. But... In the way that they keep referring to this project Boreas, it doesn't sound like they're just monitoring the weather. It sounds like they were attempting to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, have we haven't seen any like heavy machinery yet. We've seen paperwork offices. Right, right. Not, We've not seen almost paper. all paperwork in offices. Uh -huh. um, however, uh, if if you leave that office and you walk around a little more, you do find a stairway going down mm -hmm. to a lower level. Woohoo! <laughs> nice stairs. Deeper down we go, I guess. This is it's a like really a crazy situation we're in, guys. I don't even know uh, if we can talk about this when we leave here. With how long this place has been abandoned, I'm sure nobody even remembers it's here. It's, it seems that way. I mean, so far we haven't seen any sign of recent occupancy. None at all. Okay. No signs of fur or anything like that, like no animal marks or tracks. No, no footsteps in the dust. Nothing. You're pretty damn sure. And there's cobwebs here and there. You're pretty sure that nobody's been in here since World War II. I just wanted to say that. I'm honestly kind of sad I didn't bring a Polaroid. Is there anything Polaroid. like bundles of cables or pipes going? Yes, along? there are there are pipes and there are cables. The um, uh, you find areas where the walls are cement and uh, power cables and uh, plumbing and stuff like that is on the outside of the walls. And some of that stuff is going down these stairs and yes. farther in the mountain. Is and it getting there, any warmer? No, not, not at all. The stairs themselves are metal going down. Any pneumatic piping, the ones for sending messages from one spot to another? Like no, they... you don't see anything like that. Okay. Damn. I know there's some fun to play with. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see any, like, maybe electrical lines? Yes, you do. Ah, if we follow those, we might be able to find the power station and get the power back on. Well, you are pretty sure that the place to have engaged the power would have been right inside the door. Oh, wow. So, um, however, once again, you don't even know if there's power lines coming up here anymore. And if there were, considering the winters, considering the weather, would they have survived for 30 years? Would, would there be any power here at all? Probably be, it's limited to none, but... It, it'd be iffy. 50 years. Yeah. Someday they'll have solar power for places like this. <laughs> Never. Well, if it's a government facility, maybe there's a generator in the basement. Yeah, well, let's go see what's downstairs. Okay. So Be careful on these metal stairs. Now, we, we all have headlamps. Are yes, we, do. Are we taking the lantern with us, or are we just looking around in the dark with our headlamps? What are you guys I, comfortable I with? I assumed you were carrying the lantern, but... All right. mm -hmm. Bring the lantern, too. Well, headlamps use these big damn D-cell batteries, don't they? Mm. They're heavy and they wear out after a while. Yeah. Well, this is, you're in the 1990s. I'm not sure that they... I don't think they'll they use D-cell batteries. Headlamp is big. One of those big, yeah, the yeah, dry cell. lamp. Um, <laughs> so uh, you, you, you clunk down the, the metal stairs. And uh, the sound of your feet uh, naturally echoes. Uh, you uh, you get that strange feeling that you know 
uh, you find yourselves whispering to one another. And, and then, you know, it's just stupid because nobody's been in here for years. It's why are you whispering? It's just, it's one of those feelings like, you know, like you're almost in some sort of sacred space. Um, and then you lighten it up and you giggle and you, you make, you, you make jokes and you get down the stairs and they don't go down that far, maybe, uh, maybe 30 feet down and you're, you're on the next level down and, uh, you can see that there are laboratories. Um, uh, there are, you're in a, you're in a corridor going down with laboratories on either side that have glass, uh, window fronts on them so that you, from the corridor, you can see into the lab. Um, so you've, you, you've just gotten to the, the first bank of these labs on either side. And I would like you to do a uh, spot hidden. Okay. Missed. Fail. 51. I missed by that much. I got uh, a 42. Again. I failed. <clears throat> Anybody pass? 42, correct, yes. Okay. Ethan, uh, as you guys are all looking along and you're shining your lights inside and trying to see stuff, you notice something, that there's a what looks like a, a, a medical table in there, and there's something lying on that medical table that has an awful strange look to it like a body. Oh, wow. Guys, guys, look. It's in the shadows, but... Look. What? what the hell is what that? Is, this looks like there's a body on that table. I also have science. I don't know if you want me to roll that. Oh, well, wow. not yet. You're still outside oh, the room. Earth? And there are what? doors leading into these labs that are... Yeah. Does oh. the thing on the table, is it covered with something? No. It just looks like naked flesh? From where you are, you can't really see. It looks... It has... Uh, the glass out here is good? The glass and other things is intact? Yeah, it's but it's shadowy. So... Yeah, is the, it, the glass is intact. Vaguely humanoid shape size. Maybe. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a door nearby? Yeah, there is. There's a door to the lab. Uh, check the doorknob, see if it's locked or not. It's not. Well, swing it open and take a big closer peek inside. Okay. As you walk over towards it, you have to sort of maneuver around other uh, bits and pieces of uh, medical equipment, you realize that what you're looking at is a dead body lying on the, the gurney, the table, and uh, it's desiccated. It's almost mummified by the cold. Um, its skin is blackened, and it looks like whoever it was, was burned. Um, wow. Who, uh, uh, Why would they just leave that? Sanity roll? Sanity roll? Yeah. Sanity roll? Yeah, this is creepy as, as, as hell. Oh, I'm, yes, well, I feel good. I have passed. I passed. Okay. If you passed, uh, take one damage of sanity. Uh, if you failed, 1d4. Oh, joy. Ooh, and one. four. Who lost four? 
I did. Okay. Um, Scott's you're, like, you're like clinging to the nearest friend and sort of like, uh, uh, I'd really like to leave. <laughs> you don't watch horror movies, do you? My God. <laughs> Maybe back up to the office. The office was nice. I like the office. The empty. The, the typewriter. Typewriter was cool. You used to be into this stuff years ago. My God. Um, Doctor Fred. Uh, yeah. As you as you were looking around in this room, you noticed that there are a few more. Um, are they all in the same condition? No. Do a medicine roll. Thirty-five out of seventy. Okay. Um, two things. One is when they left this facility, they just left these bodies lying here. So yeah, they that's... must have left in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's at least five bodies. And that you find around the room. And one of them looks like it was burned to death. One of them has the distinct marks of electrocution, that it was electrocuted. One of them looks like it it was drowned. Um, One of them looks in really good condition, like maybe they were frozen to death. They all have different sort of conditions, but they're all desiccated, as I say, and they're pretty well preserved. Their skin skin is still intact, and their body parts because of the cold in here. But they all died in death. Say this, but this is straight up horrific. Each one of these has died in a different way. One by freezing, one by electrocution, another one drowned. Are they? This is I don't test subjects or. or... I, I wish I knew. There are there are various uh, there is paperwork in this room, here and there. Do they have dog tags? Uh, no. Let's let's magic. check out these papers here. I don't know, guys. I think I think uh, I think maybe we, we're in a little uh, over our heads where we want to be. Uh, yeah. You know, I've got other trouble, and I don't need uh, the government. Uh, a, a lot of what you find in the paperwork, you still find references to this project Boreas, and um, you you start to find uh, references to these bodies. Uh, that they seemed in some way to be involved in this product, uh, Project Boreas, and that they were uh, um, accidents that happened. Um, and you find some very, very strange cryptic sort of references to the well. Guys, I'm seeing this is definitely something that the government does not want us to see. I mean, maybe that's we what I'm saying. Ask for accidents. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to be an accident, guys. Maybe we go up to the office, get a little ramen, talk about the old times. 
Let me be a lawyer for a second here. These people have families. These people, we're talking lawsuits. We're talking payouts. Just, just saying. I'm just thinking, these people, who are these people? I mean, maybe there's some records around who these people are. Maybe these people's families have, they're missing. Did the, did the papers mention their names or anything, even like ID numbers? Mm -mm. Nothing. Wow, nothing. Interesting. I want to get out of this room for a minute. I would like to walk down the hallway and look through some other windows. Okay. I, I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I don't like it in here any better than you do. Okay. Um, what are the rest of you doing then? Are the rest of you going to go walk out and look outside too? I'll, I'll walk with Scott, make sure he's all right. Okay. Did anyone bring a big non-digital camera with them? <laughs> like I said, I wish I brought a brought something, a Kodak a camera or something. Sketch what it looks like in here, the record. I well, can't I have the figure, Lance. <laughs> I have um, the two pencils from the desk. Here's, I pass you one. <laughs> as, you, as you continue to explore, you go down the hall. Uh, there's a couple of labs on either side. Some of them looks like they've been completely cleaned out. Um, at the very end, there is, like in a hospital, a big double swinging door. And when you push through that door, you are in a room that is roughly uh, circular. Uh, it's about, oh, 50 feet across, 50 feet in diameter. And in the center of the room, about 20 feet across, is a pit that just disappears in, uh, down into the ground, into the darkness. And there's a, a metal railing around it so that you don't fall in. <clears throat> Okay. Well, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, the, the the papers back there mentioned the well. I guess this might be it. This looks like a well. Mm. This freaky. It doesn't look like a well. It looks like a pit. It looks like a black pit. A black government pit to hell. Yeah, but it's roughly the same concept as a well. It just doesn't have the bucket. Semantics. And as you're standing there, you suddenly hear, help me. Where's that coming from? The pit. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Hell no. This voice sounds like a man, a woman, a young... Sounds like a man. Dear God, help me. Sanity? Yeah, sanity. Why not? <laughs> oh, oh, thanks for mentioning just that. Felt, felt like a sanity. <laughs> Oh, oh, 16. I finally passed one. 20. 27 uh, out of 40. I'm 57 out of 65. If you, if you, if you passed, 1D. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, if, uh, if you failed, just 1D2. 1D2? It's enough to make you sort of grab each other and... That's a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, we're Scooby and the gang. Please, please, dear God, help me. help me, please, dear God, help me. I'll, I'll go to the railing and look over. That was your friend from Scooby Doo. 
It, what? Jesus, what friend, Jesus. Do? How can we help you? When you look right, down, <laughs> when you look down, it's, it's too deep. And um, there's, there's kind of a, a, a bit of a mist. So you can't really see down to the bottom of the pit. Um, this is a good sign. Help me, please, dear God. Fred, get away from there. Are you insane? This place has been empty for 50 years. Yeah, but there's somebody. I heard somebody. Is there, a letter, on, is there a letter heading down? No. Let's, let's, oh, we have don't rope. leave me down here. Help what do you guys me. think? Should we, should we you guys never it? watch movies? Well, this isn't a movie. This is like somebody really needs help. Who who's who's down there? What's wrong? Help me, dear God! Don't leave me down here. Give me a name. Do we have a? Do we have a rope or something? You you brought coils of rope. Yeah, yes. it's all back by the office, but we have plenty of stuff. Please, dear God, help me! I yelled down. Who, Can you hear who's us? there? Who's there? Can you hear me? Don't don't leave me down here. God help me. What do you need? What do you need down there? Who are you? There's no answer. Are they saying anything but what they're saying? Is it could it be like a recording, a loop or something? Yeah, it sounds like the same all the time. Yeah, because they're saying the yeah. same thing. Doesn't sound yeah, like recording. Recorded. Okay. Damn it. But they're not interacting with us at all. They're just saying kind of the same thing. Please help me. Do we have a flashlight? Um, I was flashing my flashlight down there. I guess the mist was too thick to look past. Right. In fact, the mist is probably what uh, keeps you from seeing because it just glares back into your face. Yeah. And the mist isn't going up or down. There's no breeze. It's just like a, it's just a foggy pit. It's just because it's cold and maybe there's something down there that's a little warmer. Is there anything around the room like a mechanical equipment or like light switches or something? Uh, there is, yeah, various uh, pieces of equipment. Um, there are light switches. Uh, oh, there's no power. Uh, yeah, there's various pieces of equipment that, that you have no idea what they are. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to head back to the tent and get rope and see if maybe I can throw it down to whoever's down there and they can maybe climb up. Well, does, how deep does it sound like the person is, or can we tell? Maybe... Maybe another 30 feet. So. How many? Oh, sorry. No, go how, ahead. How many lanterns did we bring? Maybe we could tie one to the rope and lower it down. I, I don't want to. That's a better plan. That's a good one. That's a better plan. I don't know if it's good. It's better. Better. I don't know. We probably still wouldn't see past the mist, but it may, it's worth a try. I'm gonna I mean, call if it is somebody down there and we just leave them be. Please How can somebody be down there, Fred? Please. How could someone be down there? Yeah. And uh, yet we ran into a mountain man like, right? across yeah. the way. Carl was smelly, but he wasn't stuck in a hole for 50 years. Well, you, think, Fred, you, said, you, don't, you don't know if there's another mountain man around. There could be a little mountain man commune up here. We don't know. If well, those I, bodies I, came out of the well, if those bodies came out of the well, Fred, and this was the well, I don't want to go in the well, Fred. Who says we're going in? I'm just getting a rope. 
Yeah, it'll take you about. It'll take you just the road off, rip off anything, lower it down, and then be ready to let go. Yeah, it'll, right. It'll it'll take you only about five minutes to go back and get the rope. Yeah, and like I say, there's a metal railing around this. If you wanted to tie the rope to something, the metal railing is there. Mm. Big, heavy pipe metal railing. That was exactly what I was thinking. I'm with I'm with Fred. We're going to get a lantern, tie it to the end of the rope, like Ethan said, and we're going to lower it down. I couldn't live with myself if we just ignored somebody who needed help, I mean, without at least trying. I'm I'll a doctor. This Fred. is against my Hippocratic Oath, basically. Right, there you go. I'm a lawyer. I'm going back with you to get the shotgun. <laughs> You'll be my self-defense lawyer if anything goes bad. So can we assume that, that Fred and Lance run back to get the rope and the shotgun? Yeah. And the rest well, of Well, they're gone. I'm going to look at the equipment and see if I can make heads or tails of it. I'm going to continue trying to communicate with him and, and say, can you hear us? Do you, can you hear that someone is up here? Please help me. Okay. What's your name, sir? Can you can you respond and give us just give us an indication that you actually are, are understanding us? No answer. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't That's, like it. That is weird. The, them not responding, him, her not responding is creeping me out more than the voice in the hole is creeping me out. Because yeah. if you could hear them. They could, should be able to hear us. It's, well, they're calling for help. Yeah, you'd think that they're wanting someone to help them and respond to them, but they're just kind of saying the same thing. They could be injured and in shock, though. So five minutes, and uh, and uh, Fred and, and Lance return with uh, the rope and the. All right, we're we're getting some rope ready to pull you up. Do you hear us? Do you understand us? Just say yes, please. Please help me out of the pit. Please help me. Well, let's tie this lantern to the end and tie the other end to the railing and pray this isn't something horrible. Uh, yeah. Don't leave me. Start lowering that rope. All right. So you've tied a rope. You've tied the rope to the, the lantern? To the lantern, and then tied the other end to the metal railing. Okay. Uh, so the lantern goes down, and as it goes down, it hits the, the layer of mist, and it becomes very bright. It, uh, it lights up the, the mist. Mm. And um, all of a sudden, a sound comes from down in the pit. It's a ear-piercing, deafening howl. Wow. Uh, it, it goes right through your, your head like a knife. I'd like you to all do power rolls. Power? Power. Yeah. I've never done power. I've got the power. 29. I do not have the power. So, I failed. 77 out of 60, I definitely failed. I passed pretty well. Um, who failed? I failed. Me. Okay. 87 for 50. Yeah, like 77 for 50. Yeah. I got 79 out of 70. I hate this character. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't make one roll. He'll be gone soon. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll all be over soon. <laughs> not my dice, not me. It's the character. <laughs> All right, this can take just a second. Tom gives us each a number. This doesn't feel. This uh, doesn't look good. <laughs> Lance, you said you failed. Yes, badly. Yes. And uh, Scott, you failed. Correct. All right, I sent y'all a message. I start immediately climbing down the rope. Really? Really? <laughs> this isn't the time. Yeah. Okay, let's let's be serious here. If there's someone down there, we should really help them out. So. Yes, we should. That's why I'm going down this rope. I'm going to help them up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I don't know. That sound was uh, gave me a little bit of pause. I mean, we should really want to scramble down there. No, I, mean, I think I think that sound might have been something that's trying to hurt him. I think that sound might have been somebody trying to hurt him. I think they're right, to right well, now. You guys did a pretty quick about face. What's going on? Did you <laughs> hear that thing? Did you hear that thing down there? I well, can't I leave anybody down there. I can't leave anybody down there. This person face. needs our help, and I'm going to help them. So Fred, this guy Fred you are climbing well, over the, the railing. Yeah, yeah. I'm over the railing, yeah. and I'm, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm helping. You guys do what you want, I guess, but I mean, come on. Ethan, yeah. Jasper, what are you guys doing? I'm going to kind of, they seem pretty hell bent on going down. So I, I guess I'm going to kind of back up a little bit and let them do their thing. It's since they can't be dissuaded from doing it. That's why I was going to try and grab uh, Fred by the shoulder before he puts his leg over him. Like, Hey, Whoa, what do you really? You can, you can you hear that? Yes, I am. No, no, can, needs our help. Whatever's down there could be hurting them. Ethan, yeah. sound like a person. Ethan, yeah. do yes. a grapple roll if you're trying to grab a hold of Fred as he's climbing over the railing. Don't mm, knock him out. Ninety-one. Yeah. Oh he, no. He yanks his hand out of your out of your grasp and starts Guys, down. Thank, the, thank the, Christ! I'm going to elbow right. Ethan out of the way a little bit so Fred can climb down. You don't want to knock him down the goddamn hole. Well, no, well, no, yeah. I'm just trying to stop him. He can't. Well, he, we're in a hurry. We're going to save this guy. Well, well, a minute ago, you didn't even want to, to address the situation. I understand Fred. He's a doctor. He wanted to help him all along, but you guys were a little more hesitant. And now I'm a lawyer. we can't even, we can't we even can't just, you know, let people die. <laughs> right. That's lawyers. <laughs> so yeah, humanitarians. Can I do I'm a psychology roll? <laughs> um, who wants to do the psychology role? Ethan. Sure. Ethan. Just, on, on who? Uh, no, to Fred. Okay. Oh, 97. Okay. <laughs> Fred just seems extremely determined to help whoever's down there. As am I. Okay. Do we... Yeah, Fred, Fred, uh, you know, if you need any supplies or, or more hands, just give me up. Jimmy, call up. Right, I will. All right. Jeez, guys. Um, you guys are all, well, uh, uh, Lance and Scott are both at the railing looking down, uh, encouraging Fred. Uh, uh, Jasper, you said you stepped back? Yeah, I'm going to kind of just start. See, 
Ethan, are, you, are you stepping back? Are you near the railing watching? Or I, I was going to step back and tap Jasper on the shoulder and kind of give him like a, what the, the hell's going on? All right. So, so you guys stepped back away from the railing. Um, I would like uh, Ethan and Jasper uh, to remove your earphones for a minute and uh, not listen. And I will give you a thumbs up when you can come back. Okay. okay. Fred, as you reach the mist and you, you start dropping down into the, the mist, what you see is you see a man standing there and he needs your help. Um, he steps towards you and grabs a hold of you uh, in a rather forceful manner, but you don't seem to mind because you know he needs your help. And he pulls you off the rope and you fall rather painfully to the ground down there. And he grasps the rope and starts to climb. Uh, Lance and Scott, uh, you see uh, this man step out uh, of the mist, uh, and he uh, tenderly helps Fred off the rope and then begins to climb the rope. Um, you are very eager to help him once he reaches the top of the, the rope, which will be in a, a couple of minutes. What, what does our new friend look like? Um, quite handsome. Amazing. Uh, you're Young, uh, old military. Uh, bearing. Actually, he looks like he's dressed in regular clothes. Like you are, uh, looks yeah. like he's maybe thirties, like around 35. Hmm. He, does he look injured or, or alarmed? Not at all. Looks kind of familiar. Huh. Modern clothing? Yeah, modern clothing, like yours. Very much like yours. But like no one in particular we know. Just like a, a friendly, likable face. Sure, yeah. You, you can't wait to, to help. So glad we got here in time. He obviously needs out. All right? All right. Um, uh, Ethan and Jasper, as you are uh, standing over towards the wall, looking at, at them, uh, they seem to be very encouraging in what, whatever they're looking at or doing down in the pit. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I guess I'm going to wait and see what happens. I'm going to watch and uh, keep a close eye on the situation, but still don't have a good feeling about it. Okay. But I mean, I'm not going to leave my my uh, my friends here. You know, it's all by okay. themselves. I just take off. So, Ethan, the same for you. Yeah, I'm just going to hang back, but I want to listen, see if I could hear any talking. I don't want to go over towards the pit, but I just want to kind of stand back a few feet and just observe. Well, yeah. you can you can see that Lance and uh, and Scott are smiling. Obviously, uh, uh, everything uh, is going just fine, and. Uh, you can see from the tension on the rope that 
uh, somebody is climbing up out of the rope, although you can't see them yet because they're still down in the pit. Did they? Did he get him, guys? What's going on? I think we stay. I think we got here just in time. I think we're going to save him. Well, good, good. Okay. You guys should come see. He looks great. Um. Well, I can see from here. Okay. Ethan and Jasper, as you are standing there in anticipation of this person appearing at the top of the pit, all of a sudden, this huge white claw (laughs) reaches up over the edge of the pit and starts climbing out. And it, it, the, 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 the air is sort of the, the, the smoke. I mean, not the smoke, the mist is sort of wafting around it. And this thing is, is almost glowing, uh, bluish, bluish, purplish, greenish, uh, it's very strange looking, and wow. it's climbing out of the pit. Uh, you can do sanity, and I will show you that it looks like this. Whoa. Oh, gosh. Good Lord. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I failed. Um, <laughs> the uh, other guys, you guys don't see that. You see what I told you. Uh, I, I passed pretty well. I've got an 18, so. Come on, buddy. All right. Yeah, they're they're going to assist it to get out. Um, if you failed, well, did either of you fail? I, fa- I failed. Okay. If you failed, 1d8. Ooh. <laughs> um, if wow. you didn't fail, Ouch. 1d6. Jesus. Four points. Goodness gracious. Ow. Nasty. I only got one, luckily. Holy shit. <laughs> Good roll. Roll again. You've been watching too many horror movies. Mr. <laughs> I'm made of stone at this point. I'm just um, like, nothing affects you. Like, yeah, okay. What's well, a monster? So what? I, I still think that the two of you probably uh, screech and uh, head for the door. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, now, does it before we leave? Do we notice that it's is it attacking the other members of the party? Or Doesn't there, seem to. They're just kind of still all happy about this, and it's joining them. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, well, yeah, I'm I'm getting out of there. Let's uh, let's actually do it this way. Um, as you're as you're running for the door, um, Lance and Scott do a luck roll. Woo-hoo. Can't wait to see what this is. Yeah. 85 out of 50. Yes. You get, okay. It's not your night, is it? Uh, Lance, you are sort of standing there just like, well, welcome back to, uh, you know, people. <laughs> and, uh, it's and winter. Scott, um, as, the thing cli- as the thing climbs up and out, uh, it reaches out its claw and grabs a hold of you with its, Ooh, long, with its long bony uh, hands and uh, I, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad noise it, 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 it simply opens its mouth up quite wide and gives you a really good view of its tonsils as it bites down on your head and shoulders 
That's Jeepers. Uh, one one um, D two hit points. Nah. <laughs> Roll a die four. <laughs> to be quite honest, it it bites you. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Turn. Um, stay like that for the rest of the game. <laughs> but at this life. point, at this point, Fred is climbing up the rope, um, and he's fine. And uh, and Ethan and Scott, you both see that as you're as you're heading out the door. You can do another sanity roll. <laughs> Failed again. Okay. Oh, I failed. Eighty-two. We'll 82. we'll do a one d eight on that again for both of you. Oh boy. Seven. Let me find my eight. Six. Okay. So that's fourteen points I've it's lost. A, it's also more than five, which means that. Um, yeah, it's ten. Oh no! We get out the magic cards. It's the oh, deck of many things. Yeah, the deck of many sanities. I'll tell you what. First of all, e- Ethan, Ethan, give me a number uh, between one and let's see, one, two, six, seven, eight. Lucky number seven. Okay. Um, you suddenly does, you get flee and panic. You suddenly realize that you are the Flash and you can run like <laughs> hell. Okay. Um. You are going to run for the next 10 minutes, um, probably right out into the snow and ice. Uh, and uh, when, you, uh, when you reach the end of 10 minutes, uh, you're going to do a constant. We're going to assume this happens. You run right out of the facility. Uh, do a constitution roll. I ju- oh, wait, hold on. No, I found it. You failed it? Yeah. Okay, at the end of 10 minutes, you just collapse into the snow exhausted and fall asleep and probably freeze to death. <laughs> um, uh, Jasper. Finality of it. Seven. Uh, uh, two. One, two. Um, you stop uh, just inside of the, the door and turn around and see all of this and just... you find the whole thing freaking amusing you begin <laughs> laughing hysterically <laughs> as uh as this creature begins to move towards the door lance uh you're kind of surprised and and maybe a little distressed that scott no longer has a head well, well, I, right thought I, I, thought I, got, I thought i was dead i thought i was bitten half no it was scott wasn't it oh yeah awesome i, no, I thought it was scott um uh, you just, you sort of, you know, it's kind of, it's a little distressing. And, and why the hell is Jasper just laughing? So hysteric? apparently he enjoys this guy as much as you do. So you're just going to, you're going to work your way over and try to open the door so that the thing can get out. Isn't he great? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Fred, you, uh, you climb yourself up and out of the pit and you're like, what, what did I miss? Um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you see, uh. You see uh, 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 poor Scott on the ground. And that kind of distresses you a little bit. But, you know, you you go over to where Scott's dead body is lying there bleeding all over the floor. And you're like, are you okay? (laughs) Are you okay? uh, You're like, I can fix that. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know how to fix a severed head. Scare a strip there. Um, <laughs> forceps. The yeah, way right. this ends at this point is the creature wants out. It makes its way out of the facility. Uh, Lance and Fred, you follow. Um, uh, perfectly willing to help it in anything that it wants to do. And 20 minutes out into the snow and ice, and you probably freeze to death as well. And that's pretty much the end of our story. <laughs> I assume it went, went on its way out, probably. Well, you just you just stay in there and cackle and cackle and cackle. Until I starved to death. <laughs> and left the facility to freeze to death. Still laughing. You look like Jack Nicholson at the end of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. The action and my game. corpse is there to uh, gnaw on when you get yeah. hungry. Nice. Mm-hmm. A, a little bit of food for the cold night to come. So the original name of this one is The Howling from Beyond. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> and I was like, hey, let's leave the howling part out of it. Yeah, that might have given it away a little bit. Um, as you can, what, what this was, was it was an avatar of, uh, of uh, Itha- Ithaqua. Uh, that makes sense. Yep. The government uh, had somehow managed to capture it. This was a, a weather uh, station where they were uh, attempting to, uh, uh, they were studying the weather at first, but what they so discovered is pretty much right all along. <laughs> once, once they had the creature in captivity, they were attempting to use its ability to control the weather as mm-hmm. weather control. And, all the dead bodies are basically people who were hit by lightning uh, or, or whatever, as they were trying to control this thing, it was yeah. complete failure. And eventually they were just told to, to leave the fucking facility after enough <laughs> they had been killed. And they had obviously done so in such a fast manner that they, uh, that they left some of the shit behind and they did nothing about the creature. Uh, the door probably was closed, but with the, the, the 50 years and the weather and stuff like that, it had more or less just been pried open by, you know, the weather. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that's pretty much it. So. <laughs> it in classic Cthulhu fashion. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys, we, we, were, we were all running away from something, and now we're safe. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, true. Prob- possibly happier. <laughs> in some cases mm-hmm. alright well let me go ahead and finish it our players included Jeff Beck, Sean Little Jason uh, Melnichok Jason Smith, David Gassaway and myself as the Keeper of the Secrets we're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience we provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes if you'd like to become a patron visit our Patreon account just a dollar to a month helps us a lot like share and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we love re- reading them this is tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of hp lovecraft and the call of cthulhu role-playing game until next time good luck and good gaming